0: It's something about when you're being blessed, that you walk, you leap, and you praise God. It's something about when something good happens in your life. You walk, you leap, and you praise God. It's truly against our nature to not praise when we get something. It's against our nature. God didn't make us. So that when we receive something, we just look bland. And we just look like, well, it really don't matter. Whatever your treasure is today, whether it's money, whether it's children, relationships, job. Someone pat you on the back telling you you did a good job. There's something about when we are blessed. And listen to what we've said for quite some time now. When we say we're blessed, it means life cannot conquer me. It has nothing to do with the stuff in your pocket. It has nothing to do with the stuff in your house. But it has something to do with in your heart. Life cannot conquer me. No matter what comes my way. No matter how bad the problem is. No matter what I'm dealing with in my family Life cannot conquer me so if I know this and I truly believe it in my heart why am I not walking, believing and praising God on a daily basis? Why am I caught up in, well I just don't know if I can praise God today because I'm dealing with this. That's contrary to the word of God. That's contrary to your nature. God made you so that when things happen you praise God You praise, and it's sad, we praise situations more than we praise God. Yes, we do. Oh, let a, let a, a bill show up in the mail and you don't know how you're going to pay it, but somebody bless you with some money. Mm-hmm. You'll talk about that person from there until the day you die. <laughs> when things impact us, where it especially takes us out of a dark place, we never, ever forget. Oh, why is it we forget how good the Lord is? Mm-hmm. And as soon as we have something go wrong, we quick to question whether God is really shining down on us. We question, do we have the ear of God? We question, does God love us? Does God care about me? Is God really there? I'm going through something, and I'm just wondering, is God in my house like he's in somebody else's house? We tend to compare our lives to other people's lives, or whether or not God is with us sometimes. But today, I need you to give me just a little bit of time. Just give me a little bit of time. To stay focused. And I have an expectation. By the end of this message, I'm expecting God to truly pour into your soul that you will understand what it means to walk, leave, and praise God. You will have an expectation. You will put an expectation on yourself. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, you will put an expectation on you that when you find yourself not praising God, you, the conviction will be there. Yeah. Father, I'm asking in the name of Jesus. Yeah. By that blood, Father, that ran down on Calvary. That we all have a conviction. When we find ourselves not walking, leaping, and praising you, Father. For we say that we're blessed every day. And no matter what comes hell, no matter what comes issues, it cannot conquer me. It will not conquer my mind. It will not conquer How I see God, it will not conquer how I feel about God. It will not conquer this. For the Bible says, marvelous are thy works in the book of Psalms 139. He said he's made all of us. So the way that you sit here today, whether you put your wig on, whether you put your nails on, whether you put your pointy toe shoes on today, whether you put the best or the worst outfit that you had in your closet on today, God made you perfect in your way. Amen. It don't matter that some of us don't look like the cover, the models. It don't matter that some of us don't look like the people that they're on magazines and they've been airbrushed to look much better than what they really are. It doesn't matter. Look at yourself in the mirror and you should be able to say, God, I thank you. It don't matter what your hair color is. It doesn't matter if you got tattoos all over your face now. It does not matter. It's only the world that looks at us and they size us up and they decide, well, I don't feel like I want to fool with you because you don't look like me. But God will never, God will never Look at you. He made you the way he wanted you. God sees the inside. And I'm wondering, can God trust you today? Can God trust you today? Can God trust you today? Trust you today? Because as I've read before, that the difference between David and Saul, they both committed atrocities. God to trust in Can God trust you with doing like you're supposed to? Can God trust you with your heart, making sure that, that, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You see, sometimes weapons prosper because we allow them to prosper. According to the word of God, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. However, you can let the weapon take over your mind, take over your heart, take over your life. Because you don't recognize the power that you have in God. Well, let's get to Acts chapter 3. And today what I want to do, I really want to focus on the man laying here at the gate. Because I recognize in my studying that a lot of folks here today will be able to identify with the man that's laying at the gate. Mm -hmm. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple of the hour of prayer. and the ninth hour, and a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John Peter, said, look at us. So he gave them his attention expected to receive something from them. But Peter says, and girls I do not have, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping stood and walked and entered the temple with him walking leaping and praising God. Okay. Let's look at uh, a few facts here about the uh, Lame man laying at the temple. Back in that time, the word lame meant you were crippled. That you couldn't do things whether you wanted to or not. But you were still a part of your body. You couldn't walk. But this man is 40 years old. Over 40 years old. He's sitting in one spot for 15 to 30 years. And he's lost hope. How many of you today can actually identify with. you feel like sometimes you've been in one spot. Like it seems like nothing has changed in your life. Nothing has moved in my life. It seems like I'm the same way today as I was 10 years ago. My business is the same way that it was five years ago. My marriage is the same way that it was two years ago. My relationship with my father my mother or my sisters or my brothers is the same that it was yesterday. Sometime in life we we look at situations and we really don't see the big picture here. I can only imagine this man laying at this gate, and it's called the Gate of Beautiful. And and one of the things that you, you must understand here that this is one of the largest gates that they had made. It said this gate was 75 feet tall. And it was made of bronze. And this is why they call it the Gate of Beautiful. It said it took 20 men to move this gate. And it's called the Gate of Beautiful. And what's symbolic about it is I started to see the parallel between our lives. And even though sometimes... We're right at the gate of beautiful. Some of us will never go in like this lame man because of our mind, because of our heart. Because you've allowed somebody to get you caught up into anger, resentment, bitterness. You've allowed somebody in the church. You've allowed somebody out there on your job. You've allowed somebody right in your house to get you angry, and you didn't deal with it. So now you're dealing with resentment. Which turns you into being bitter. And you can't figure out why God won't bless me. Why it seems like I'm always sitting at the gate of beautiful. Why it seems like a gate, a gate is meant so that people would go in and come out. But some of us will never go in and come out because we so stuck up on stuff. We so on stuff. He did, she did this to me. We so caught up on how people treat us we so caught up on um, stuff, stop. stop. We've lost hope like the man sitting at the gate. We're just laying there, and now what we've done you know, is we've decided that I'm not going anywhere in my life, so I'm going to just get what I can right here. So it says he's reaching out for arms, which meant that it, it was a symbolic measure of um, when Peter said, I have silver nor gold. It was like he was asking for money, but he was asking for these alms. It was to give you favor back then with God. But he was asking for stuff instead of looking at what he really needed. How many of us today, we ask for the wrong stuff, and we know we don't need it? It's about like coming to service this morning. One of the grandbabies said, can we go buy hardies? And we get the hardies, and one of them says, Can I have a cinnamon biscuit?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So I began to tell her that that's not nutritional this time of morning. I don't believe the sausage and egg is all that good either, but it's better than a cinnamon biscuit. Some of us in life, that's what we do. We choose the things that have all the calories in it instead of Mm -hmm. choosing the things that are nutritional, the things that will build up your bones, the things that will help nourish your body. Instead, we fool with the junk food and we're trying to figure out why life is so messed up the way it is, it's because of we're making bad choices. Pass, oh my, God, it, my, my God, my
1: God.
0: You have the opportunity today to make a choice of entering the gate of eternal life, Amen. entering the gate of the presence of God, Amen. entering the gate of the blessedness of God. You have the choice. It's not about coming in the church and just having a good time, but it's truly about your mind being changed. Because if your mind changes, your life will change. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Our lives are not changing because we still think it's the same way. On, so we my expect it a change. Yes. And my God says that He's the same yesterday, yes. today, and forevermore. Yes. For those that are right, that's Hebrews chapter 13 and 8 verse. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Thank you,
1: Jesus.
0: Put yourselves in a place here right now where you're in your home and it's dark. Two o'clock in the morning. And you hear a noise. (laughs) that's good that's what typically happens when it's dark and you hear a noise you become paralyzed you stop and you start waiting to see what else is it that's going to come my way fear paralyzes you Mm -hmm. you're in a dark area typically during the day If you have your eyes open and you hear noise, you just kind of look and see what it feels. But when it's dark, it puts you in a place in life where you're trying to figure out like, what's my next move? Your brain actually is working and your brain is is, is at a place where it's like, it's trying to process. What was it? What did it sound like? Is somebody in this house? What is it my next move? your brain, but you're startled and you're paralyzed and you're you're still and you're trying to figure out what I'm gonna do, which way I'm gonna go. And once you realize what it is, maybe it was the cat running through the house, maybe it was the dog running through the house, maybe it was one of the children got up, then all of a sudden then suddenly that paralyzed state that you were in, you began to get your speech and you become responsive. But until that moment, passes, you're still, you're paralyzed. Well, this was the man laying at this gate. He was basically paralyzed from a certain part of his body, down But it didn't just stop there with his 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 physical body, but his mental capacity and that's where I want to get you today in your mental capacity. I'm gonna talk about two different ways that we are spiritually either lame or spiritually mute spiritually lame or spiritually mute and if you can identify with either one of these two i provoke you today to truly say god i need him i don't need you sit here today say talk to him pastor because all of us at some point in our life right. we get like the man at the gate yes
1: sir yes sir
0: Yes. Where we don't recognize how good God is, right. Glory. Yes. Yes. but we get okay with just chilling in our state. Yes. So in his state, he recognized that I'm just going to sit here every day and I'm just going to ask for arms because I'm not going inside. Some of you all have accepted that because the folk have messed up your self-esteem. You've been beat on. You've been hit on. You've been verbally abused. You've been physically abused until the point where somebody has stolen your self-esteem. Where you don't even believe that you're supposed to be inside the house. They made you believe that you're supposed to be outside, and that's the best you're going to ever get. So either you're spiritually mute, or you're spiritually life. Can you imagine somebody taking you somewhere every day, they drop you off, and they go inside, but you stay outside. Every day. I'm trying to get you there. Every day. Somebody puts you somewhere, and I can only imagine that whoever was taking him every day were taking advantage of it. See, we don't see that part of it. Anytime you are in a position where where you really need people, if you're not careful, they'll take advantage of you. Come on
1: now. Say so. They'll use oh. you. Yes,
0: they Abuse you. Here, Peter was telling him, "Silver and gold, I have not any, fellow. I don't have any money. I don't have anything for you right now. But what I do have for you,
1: All
0: right. his name is Jesus. Yes. You see what was going on here is, is Peter was recognized in that. The stuff won't get you where you need to be. But what I do have to give you is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he walked along the earth, healing, lame, blind folk for years. And according to the study in here, he it says, you'll find that. Jesus walked a certain path, Bethany to Mount Olivet, and it says that he had to pass this man sitting at the gate. Many, many times. So the question arises in my mind why didn't Jesus heal this man if he kept walking by this man? Because there was a bigger picture. You sit here today and you wonder why God had to do certain things in your life. It's because it's a bigger picture. God wants to get you and folk around you to a, pos- in a position. That, that he is the only one that gets the glory. Yeah, right. Right, went to you the went church. to the doctor. The doctor said, well, it seems like uh, you have cancer. Mm-hmm. It's showing up on the screen. And you're saying, oh my God, where is God? The lame man, I'm sure, was saying, where is God? Where is God? Where is God? And, and Jesus, the whole time, he walking by like, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. Yes, yes. But this thing ain't gonna happen until I get the glory. All right. It ain't gonna happen <laughs> sometimes in your life Certain things ain't going to happen, but you going to have to wait on Jesus. Right. My Bible tells me in the book of Isaiah, it says that those that wait on the name of Jesus, those that wait on the Lord, he said, I'll renew your strength. I'll renew your strength. But a lot of times we get tired of waiting like the lame man. I'm sure he was crying and I'm sure he was complaining. and I'm sure he wasn't sitting by the gate and just saying, you know, oh, I just know one day. Imagine over 40 years of your life. He came out of his mother's womb crippled.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. We came out of our mother's womb crippled. Mm -hmm. Because we were born in sin. You see, I'm doing comparisons to the lame Mm -hmm. man at the cage, you see. Sometimes you think you're better than that, but trust me, the reason why you got to ask God for forgiveness is because you were born in sin. Because of Adam and Eve. It was nothing that you did. You were born in it just because of your forefathers. And this man sitting at the gate, he was a beggar. We are beggars. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Yeah. Because the man couldn't give anybody anything. He had to receive everything. Yes. We have to receive salvation.
1: Amen.
0: Salvation is a gift yes. that God gives each and every one of us. Yes. He says, all you got to do is believe in me. And he said, I'll let you come live with me. Amen. But if you don't want to believe in me, why would I accept you in my home in heaven? salvation don't ever get to the place where you feel like you are self-righteous that it's all about you don't be narcissistic don't be in that position where you think oh it is me because at the end of the day I promise you, you all your money can be gone all your health can be gone all your family can be gone God will allow the enemy to strip you of so many things that you consider to be all that in your life to get your attention. You thought you had a great bank account to retire on, only to find out you've been taken. Somehow, or another the system, the world system, has caused you to lose forty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. I used to work for a company, and when the market crashed. I had people around me with their 401Ks that were crying out because they lost fifty and $100,000 and $200,000 in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful about, about getting caught up in the world system. You better know where your salvation comes from. Salvation don't come from whoever you work for today. You got to look at wherever you work. It's, look, you, God is using you to pay me. Yeah. And when you get to the place where you don't even recognize who God is, God will remove me from this Will remove you from this. Understand and know the power that you have. But if you don't know truly the power you have, you'll always live at the gate. I want some folks today to have an expectation, I'm going in the gate. In that gate is where the power is. In that gate is where the presence of God is in that gate is where peace is in my home, in that gate is where financial things are taken care of, in that gate is the presence of God. And when all hell around me is trying to get me caught up and mixed up and and acting crazy, I got to get in the gate. See, some of y'all got to recognize that you got to start crying out for God Get me in the gate. Hallelujah. I need to be in the gate of the night when the devil is coming in your home and yes. you, you feel a presence in your home. God, get me yes. in the gate. It's yes. something about the presence of God yes. that no matter what devil comes, you recognize I'm the head and I'm not the tail. Right. Yeah. I'm the head and not the tail. Some of y'all need to start telling your situations. Not people, but your situations. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. When things are sitting at you, I'm the head and not the tail. Hold that bill up. I'm the head and not the tail. You having issues in your home with your mate, I'm the head, not the tail. You have sickness in your body. Don't always have to wait for the pastor to come lay hands on you. Right. But sometimes you got to touch on That's you. Right. Right. You see, the word of God talks about touching and agreeing. You see, I don't need none of y'all around me to touch and agree with me. It's wonderful if I do have it.
1: Yeah.
0: But God has put something on the inside yeah. right, right,
1: right. that I
0: can touch and agree with the Spirit yeah. of God. Right. I can touch and agree with the Spirit of God that's on the yeah. inside of the Lord. Yeah. 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 And I have an expectation yeah. that it's going to happen. I have an expectation that the gate is open for me. Yeah. I have an expectation that I have walked inside the gate yeah. and I have seen the glory of God. Amen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: I have an expectation.
1: Glory be to God.
0: Understand fear fear is an internal prison. Fear is an internal prison. Fear is an internal prison. And it's designed to restrict you. It's designed to restrict you, your verbal and your physical side of your life. As I said, when you hear the noise in the house, you, get, you become paralyzed mm-hmm. until your brain discerns what's going on and what you're going to do. But it restrains you physically and verbally. It puts you at a place where you're helpless because you're wondering, what do I do? Most people, when they hear noise, don't jump up and run to the noise. We run from the noise. Mm-hmm. I saw something on Instagram one day where they were just pulling pranks and they would take off just running through people and see who would follow them. Pretty much everybody would follow them. They didn't know what they were running from. They just saw somebody running and everybody took off. Fear. The unknown, what you don't know. It's an internal prison and it's truly designed to To make you complacent is truly designed to to cause you to be unresponsive. It's truly designed to, to have you verbally and physically at a paralyzed state so that you can't function. Some of you have issues in your homes and you're in a paralyzed state and you don't even realize it. You're not functioning the way that God designed you to because you're afraid of if you say the wrong thing, your life is going to be turned upside down. Some of you are afraid. You're in a paralyzed state on your job. God told you what you should speak out your mouth. But you're afraid that if I speak, I ain't going to have a job. Mm -hmm. Some of us are in this state and we're sitting at the gate of beautiful and God is saying, I want you to open the gate and I want you to step in because my word says, enter my gates with thanksgiving. Come into that court with praise. I praise you, God, in spite of not getting the contract. I question you today who's sitting here can still praise God when you don't get what you want? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who still can sit here and, and understand what praising God is? Praising God is the difference of this. I don't know why I didn't get that. That's not praising God. God, I praise your father. I didn't get the contract. I didn't get the job, but I know you got something better for me. God, I praise you, Lord. I don't understand right now, but I praise you because you're worthy. I praise you because you're I praise you because it's all in your hands. Maybe Mike didn't get his will, but a lot of times Mike don't need to get his will because it's gonna get him in trouble. <laughs> but I get your will. I get your will in the midst of everything going on. I get your will when I feel like I really do, want well, that God? Because my flesh is just fighting me. I, I still get your will. It's a beautiful thing. I thank God for being at the beautiful gate. But I don't want to stay at the beautiful gate outside. I want to enter in, I want to walk into the presence of God. Because I serve a mighty good God. Yes. I serve a God that yes. He's the Alpha and Omega. I serve a God that no matter what I go through. Yes. No yes. Even in the midst of this thing I'm not acting right. Yes. Yeah. I serve a God. Okay. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now he says I got other options for you, Mike. Yes. Uh-huh. Right now I don't even need a mic. I'm oh. so excited about, <coughs> <Yeah, man. laughs> about. the Lord.
1: Yeah, As
0: I said, I'm going to take you home now to either you're spiritually mute or you're spiritually lame. Mm-hmm. And I hope no one sitting here is either of the two. <coughs> but if you are, I want you to take accountability today. Because the first one I'm going to talk about, spiritually mute, is someone that doesn't want to take accountability. Yes. Right. They want to look at everything and everybody else. But they don't want to take accountability. Spiritually. Yeah. spiritually mute means you see, you hear the truth. But your mouth is unable to confess the truth. You see, you hear the truth. But your mouth is unable to confess the truth. The fear to commit your life to something greater than yourself scares the you-know-what out of you. Y'all figure out what you want to put in that. <laughs> Whatever you got inside of you. To give yourself over to a greater God, to follow God, it scares you. So you will live your life, what we call spiritually mute, and fear will immobilize your mouth because you don't want to be held accountable. I don't want to be held accountable because if I say that I acknowledge that God is, I'm held accountable now. If I acknowledge that I am wrong in this marriage in this situation in this argument now i'm held accountable for what i just agreed to a lot of times we like to get around it it's called being evasive we will evade the truth we will evade telling somebody i'm sorry i messed up i'm wrong and all you got to do is just acknowledge and confess i messed up and if you ever notice, noticed whenever you do that that's when the story starts to just kind of dissipate. But the more you lie, oh, the way we weave when we practice to receive. Oh, the snowball that you start at the to top of the hill is this big, and you roll it down by the time it gets to the bottom it's this big. <laughs> this is what happens in our life when we don't take accountability. Things in our lives end up getting greater, bigger, worse. You become spiritually mute because you don't want to open up this mouth. That's what being mute is. You see it, you hear it, but you don't want to confess it. You don't want to acknowledge the wrong. You don't want to acknowledge that you need to follow somebody bigger and greater than you, which his name is named Jesus. Amen. You don't want to acknowledge that you need somebody other than yourself. You don't want to acknowledge that you need a supernatural intervention and it's called God. Most people, when they come to Christ, it's because they recognize I've tried every other pathway. I've tried drugs. I've tried men. I've tried women. I've tried reading a good book. <laughs> I've tried ice cream.
1: I've
0: tried everything you think. Oh, it's some people, the endorphins. Endorphins in your head. Look, it's that pleasure. It's something about that pleasure, they started just jumping around, and that, that good feeling. That's why a lot of people, when they get hooked on something, no matter what it is, they always try to get that feeling again. Mm-hmm. That's what grabs you and traps you and holds you is, I want that feeling again. Somebody patting you on your back, telling you, oh, I love you. And they ain't told you I love you in about a year. Something about it, when they do it, they open you up. Because you haven't heard it. It's something about understanding this brain, this mind, while we deal with some of the things we do. We fight the fact that there is a sovereign God sometimes. And that he's in control of everything. And you must put all of your life, all of everything about you, your every being, who you are, you must put it in his hands. But because you caught up on, well, if, if I do that, then I'm acknowledging that God is supreme, that he is my everything. And when I mess up then I got to go back to Him. And some of us are so caught up in ourselves, we think we don't even have to go. And Paul said, I die daily. So the wakes of the sinners that so easily be set yes. daily. I die daily. I die daily. People, we got to learn. We got to die daily. We got to stop every day and say, God, if there be anything in me. Yes. If I sin willingly or unwillingly, Father, forgive me. You can't be spiritually mute. We got some folks that are spiritually mute in the church service when praise and worship is going on. Won't open your mouth, but let something happen. Jesus. We cry out for Jesus. It don't matter what it is. It just has to be something to put us in a place where we feel like, oh, I'm going to die. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm scared. We holler out. But he said, and i got to get that culture. He said, when you enter his gate, come into his court. You come in with a praise. You come in. Worship is your body. It's your life. This is how you worship God. He said, I'm going to give you a body, and there's a tool inside this body, and it's your mind. Use it. Of saying is use it or lose it. 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 It ain't okay just to sit and chill. When God has done so much for you. Hallelujah. You excited about somebody passing? Yeah. I'm excited because, especially as they were born again, I'm excited because they've gone to a much better place yeah. than yes. this year. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. This year, right here, that you gotta wake up every day and struggle. Every day you gotta wake up and fight. Every day you gotta somebody's in your face trying to trying to challenge you, no matter whether it's physically, spiritually, or mentally. Some type of challenge is always sitting on your doorstep. And you gotta fight it every day. You don't get to have a day off, people. Amen. It's like your children. Just because they on spring break, you don't get off. Mm-hmm. They still require you to be mama or daddy. You don't get off because the school system is out on spring break. You still, you don't get time off. Yeah. You gotta push and push and push. Until you see the glory of God, you gotta push until you hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Is God good to you? Is God good to you? I the church to go crazy. Dreaming about one day, just dreaming if one day if I ever get up, just dreaming one day if I ever get up, dreaming one day if I ever get up. And some of you today here, you dream one day if I ever get that money the way I
1: want.
0: You dream if I ever get that man, that Boaz, that I want. You dream if I ever get that woman, the one that I want. You dream. If I ever get that house that I want, if I can just get my mansion, you dream. We dream about a lot of things. We we'll try to imagine that you've been in one state for over forty years, from since the day you were born. You ain't never known what it is to walk, and all you can do is dream. All you can do is dream. Do you have an expectation today? It's time for some of us to get out of our dreams. Mm. A dream will stay a dream and never come to fruition if you don't do something about it. Yes. You can dream all day, you'll be a millionaire, but guess what? you got to do something. There's a process to becoming a millionaire. Maybe some of y'all think, well, that process for me is pay- paying $2 on that lotto ticket. <laughs> 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 But there's a process no matter what you do to get that million dollars. There's a process everything don't come quick. Some things require you to put time, energy, and attention into whatever it is. Anything we put time, energy, and attention in, I promise you sitting here today, you will see the fruit of your land.
1: Come out in your yard and
0: start digging around. Start planting some tomato seeds or something. Whatever it is, time, energy, and attention. You can't just plant it and walk away, but you gotta plant it, you gotta come back, you gotta check on it, you gotta do some nourishing, you gotta do many different things because it's a process. It can't be just a dream. Sitting at the beautiful gate, it can't be just a one day. I'm going to have this and have that. It can't be, people. I have to provoke you to get up off your rear end, get up off your mind of just sitting and chilling, just being idle. I gotta provoke you to get up and move. Yeah. Go get my shorts. That's right. Hey. Stop waiting for somebody to drop it off at your house. You think you don't order something from FedEx? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I ordered it. They are gonna bring it. So the next one is spiritually lame. The first was spiritually mute. Spiritually lame is similar to mute. You see, you hear the truth. But you can confess it with spiritually lame. You can confess it. Unlike mute, you can't confess it. But spiritually lame, you can confess it, but you're still paralyzed from acting on it. Right. So some of you, I want you to really hear this. Why you don't act on it? You don't act on it because you're afraid the world is going to crucify you. We're talking about you are Christian. You're afraid the world will say something about you. They can wear any shirt they want, talking about killing folk. They can wear any shirt they want, but we put a shirt on saying I'm a Christian, and now all of a sudden we start feeling convicted or condemned. Mm-hmm. The world makes us feel like, oh no 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 no, you can talk about anything else. I just saw that on TV with, at some school, something they was talking about the the thing over here in Ukraine, and they were saying how to know you can't wear anything political, you pray can't exists. wear anything religious, pray that, yeah, pray for peace, yeah, exactly. Pray for peace was on this shirt. It's yep. like yes. that. Can't wear that in here. Wow. This is where we are in the world. Yeah. Amen. We can wear anything else. Yeah. But you better not say something about peace and prayer and the Christians. I'm not talking about just worldly people, the Christians. I'm talking about us. Yeah. We're at the place where it's like we start feeling like, well, we probably shouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Whatever happened to being radical? Whatever happened to saying, you know what, for God I live, for God I die. Whatever happened. See, I talked about that the other week about who in here, if somebody walked in and shot the pastor, who in here would stand up and say, oh, no, you got to put one in me. If they stood here and said, if you say something about Jesus, I'm Mm -hmm. coming at you. Well, that's the same thing with things we wear. Mm -hmm. If you're afraid, you're spiritually lame. If you're afraid of what the response is going to be from people about you serving your God, if you're afraid and you're in charge to say, hey, we're going to say a prayer real quick, then it means that you're afraid of what people are going to say about you. Don't be spiritually lame. Open your mouth. Open your mouth because he said enter into his gates with thanksgiving praise him in spite of what y'all look here I'm going to get my prayer on it and my praise over about whatever God tell me yeah. then y'all go ahead and have y'all meet Okay. start having people look at you like you pray yeah. and guess what they're going to put inside they're going to have an expectation when you show up is get ready to be off the chain <laughs> they're going to talk about you yeah. but you don't want to be spiritually lame where you're worried about them saying well I'm not going to say anything because I'm afraid that they're they going to talk about you Okay. They talking about you anyway. Right? Okay, say like, it. Either they don't like your weeds. Yeah. They don't like your heels. Uh-huh. They don't like how you dress. They don't like the perfume. They don't like the fact that every time something go down, you want to run your mouth and tell what God said, or you know what? I on. believe that we should go by the principles and do this and do that. They don't like you as it is anyway. Okay. Uh-huh. Stop trying to live this 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 thing, hoping that people like you.
1: Amen.
0: Say it. Say it. Say it. They, the Bible says that. They hated Christ, so they're going to hate you. Amen. Amen. He said in the book of Luke, he said, if you be ashamed of me, he said, I'll be ashamed of you. Amen. You want to check in Luke 9, 26? He said,
1: if you be ashamed
0: ah. of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Yes. I'm paraphrasing. Yes. So it's so important that you be not spiritually lame. It's so important that you recognize you have a voice and you need to use it. You don't want to be spiritually lame. You don't want to be spiritually me. There's a gateway of opportunity. Don't be like the man sitting at the gate give up hope. And all you think is money is the answer to your problems. That's what he was asking for. He didn't even ask, would you all heal me? Would you save me? But he asked, for alms, um, he asked for stuff. There's something about that story that even goes further that, that quickens you, that just makes you jump up and say, What a mighty God for serve. It says that Peter said, I have not silver nor gold to give you, but what I do have for you, church. It's the power of God. Amen. I have a resurrected God. And next week will be Easter for us. I have a resurrected God. I challenge you to come in here and recognize and know that it ain't just about wearing a pretty outfit. It ain't just about a new nice day. But it truly is about. He got up. Yeah. Yeah. He went to the cross. Yeah. Yeah. He gave his life for all of us. Yeah. But he didn't stop there. Yeah. Yeah. He got up. Yes. He got up so that you could enter that gateway. Yes. He got up so that you could you wouldn't have to sit outside the gate of beautiful. But he got up so that he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Yes. He said, If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. Yes. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. I have a place for you that won't compare to these houses y'all live in. There. You can have 20, 30, 40,000 square feet, but it won't compare to what you have here on earth today. Oh, it's so important. We serve a resurrected God, and it says when Peter grabbed his
1: hand,
0: he snatched him up. Sometimes you gotta snatch people up. You see somebody around you acting crazy. Sometimes you just gotta snatch people. They don't get it when you walk over and go, "Hey sister, hey sister." It's like your children. Some of y'all know. My children will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but back in the day, they got snatched up. Oh, yeah. Talk about Because they needed, I needed to get their attention. They got snatched up. <laughs> they testified. <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Danny here was a little rough, but I had to get their attention. Danny snatched. Up. I went, went, There was no time out in my house. Unless you were out. <laughs> we got knocked out yeah. there was no ghost yeah. in the corner they got snatched up, I'd have told you once or twice once so now I got to snatch you up to get your attention
1: yeah.
0: they snatched this man up and it says when they snatched him up, everything came in order, pay attention to this it says his ankle, his feet everything, he was strengthened when they snatched him up He didn't have to take a year to learn how to walk. He didn't have to do all of that. He didn't have to go to rehab. It says he walked, he leaped, and he praised God. Some of your situations until you get snatched up and you need to snatch your own self up. See, sometimes you gotta throw your own party. You put your own yeah, hat on, yeah. you put your own whistle in your mouth, it's and ain't nobody around you. Just a homeboy crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody call you like, what you doing? I'm having my own party. Why are, Why are you doing that? Because you wouldn't have a party with me. I like it. You can't wait on people. Like you gotta it. have your own party. Yes. Just walk around sometimes. Maybe you don't know how to actually whistle. Just do it. <laughs> what is wrong with him? I'm having my own party because I'm going, I'm dealing with something right now, and I promise you, I won't let the enemy get me there. If it means I gotta act like I have a whistle, guess what? I'm gonna act like I got a whistle. Yeah. And it means I gotta act like I have my own little party hat. All right, man. Yes, sir. I'm walking around, and everybody's like, man, he's smiling. What's wrong with pastor? I'm in my own party right now. I don't need you to pat me on the back. I don't need you to praise me. I don't need you because I'm walking and leaving. And I'm praising God in spite of of what I'm dealing with. I'm walking, leaving, and praising God because he's been so good to me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I'm walking away from a contract. They said, well, I I ended up going with somebody else. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because it wasn't meant for me no way. (laughs) So y'all got to get that way. Have your own party. Have your own party. Lift up the the name of Jesus in the midst of your circumstances, in the midst of your issues, in the midst of your problems, in the midst of people just not wanting to get along with you. have your own party. Yes. Yes. Amen. Look oh, yeah. unto the eye and the finisher of your faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with your husband or wife. It has nothing to do with your job. It has nothing to do with getting married. It has nothing to do with the stuff. Because he told me to seek ye first, the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. So I can't be spiritually lame. I can't be spiritually mute because I got something on the inside that must come out. The Bible says it's like fire shut up in my bones. Fire shut up in my bones. That's why I'm up here on the organ sometimes I can't let it go. And I have, to, I have to tell myself something. Bring it in, Mike. Bring it in. Bring it in. Because it's like fire shut up in my bones. It feels so good to me to praise it. It feels so good to me to acknowledge him, that he is supreme and sopping in my life. Yes. It feels so good to recognize that I won't keep my mouth closed. I won't keep my mouth I need some folk here to say I won't, I, won't I won't keep my mouth closed. 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 Is somebody in the world hoping you don't keep your mouth closed? That's right, that's right. Somebody in the world is hoping that you will snatch them up. That's right, Pastor. And you will say, look here, I see you going down the wrong path. That's right. And the God that I serve, he can yeah. save you. Yeah. He can heal you. He can yeah. change your life. Yeah. The God that I serve yeah.
1: is yes. more, yes. more than a
0: conqueror. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Yes. All right. God is good. Away today, mm-hmm. we will not be spiritually lame, Amen. we will not be spiritually mute, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not keep our mouth closed, mm-hmm. we will not be ashamed of the gospel,
1: Amen.
0: we will be responsive in the for Second Timothy 1 7 for God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. Because we understand and know fear is the enemy. Fear wants to come in and fear wants to paralyze you. Fear wants you to be in in your own internal prison so that you're unresponsive, so that you're afraid to attack your issues, your problems. Any of you all ever had bills that they come into the house and you just set on the table and you don't want to open them? <laughs> Has it been only me? No and you say I'll get to that spot? I won't open that bill before I go to church but I probably won't go to church. <laughs> I'll give y'all some real stuff. <laughs> it's real. You just sing some stuff and you like I ain't opening you right now. No. 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 You just talk to yourself, no. no, no. Oh it's real. Because you know if you open it. And it's gonna get inside your mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fear is an internal prison designed to restrain you verbally and physically. Verbally and physically. Verbally and physically. Fear is an internal prison. It's inside you, and it's designed to restrict you. It's designed. To put shackles on you Because you worry. You just don't even want to deal with life. You'd rather sit at the gate. And just say oh well this is the best I'm going to have in life. This is where I'm going to stay. I challenge you all this week. See the opportunity in front of you. Walk in the gate. But walk in with yes. the spirit of God. Because when you walk in with the spirit of God. Your ankles. Your feet. Everything's going to be stricken. You're going to get something up underneath you. There's no devil in hell that knock you down, can't set you back. You're going to get something inside of you. But you can't go in by yourself. They took him to the gate every day. He couldn't go in by himself. He needed the presence of God to be all over him to get up and walk. Praise God.